This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard and it's time for my theory. chickens uh we are talking about praxius praxius uh praxius uh, <laughs> the latest episode of doctor who hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, so, Praxius is a disease, a uh, bird flu of a type, um, space bird flu, basically, uh, which gets into people, makes them have teeth face. That was not Yaz with teeth face. Uh as I had suspected, because I'm racist. Um, it was another Indian person. Uh, so, yeah, but please, apo- I apologise. Please don't cancel me because I thought someone with, <laughs> with teeth face was someone else. Anyway, um, it did look like Yaz at the trailer. And also, it was like a millisecond. Um, I can be racist for a millisecond. If you'd given me two minutes, I probably would have gone, oh, no, I'm... That's a different person altogether. Uh, although part of me thinks maybe they did hire that girl because she looked like Yaz and it would have made the trailer quite exciting. Anyway, Yaz wasn't in any danger. I mean, she was in danger. She went to uh, the submarine. Look, before I talk about any of this episode, I need to point out everyone is going to be disappointed by this. Like, this is going to be a very disappointing episode for... Many, 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 many reasons. Just mainly because you can't have an episode like The Fugitive of the Jadoon where we had, you know, huge reveal after huge reveal and big, exciting moments and then back it up with an episode that is not even vaguely related uh, to any of those things. And I noticed as soon as this episode went out there... Online, there are ads for the the next two episodes saying two more episodes until the two-part finale. So, uh, this one and the next two are just 
They're just going to be Monster of the Week stories, which I'm fine with, and I love those episodes. It's just after a, a you know, a big shake-up like the last one. I can understand why Stephen Moffat, you know, took seven months off in between one of those big shake-up episodes and the next one. <laughs> Just because it's like, oh, how do I deal with this? How do I cope with that? Oh, my God, I've got to now deal with sick birds. Um, so, Praxius, uh, it, it's, there's, a, there's a lot to love in the episode. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sounding like that person again. Um, <laughs> sounding like a Doctor Who fan. Oh, why isn't it the show that I want it to be? Uh, a lot of exciting stuff happens. The birds are terrifying. That moment where the birds all come into the lab after, uh, old mate, you know, not a human scientist, was an alien the whole time, disappears. Uh, I I found that quite a, a thrilling and exciting bit. Um, but I just, because it was so disparate, like it was in so many different countries, you know, they're in Peru, then they're in Hong Kong, then they're in Madagascar, and then they're wherever the oh at the bottom of the Indian Ocean with the submarine. Um it I don't it just felt so disjointed and I never really kind of hooked into anything long enough to feel a sense of dread or uh, or, th- or be thrilled because it was like oh well they're now they're off to there now they're off to there like it's a great premise and it it fills me with excitement uh, with what could happen. But then I I think I I don't know if I wasn't paying attention as they tied all the <laughs> I mean I was sitting and watching it but you know your mind wanders um but as they tied up all the loose ends like why the birds had the plastic in them and then why they had the submarine at the bottom of the ocean and why the the aliens were wearing the big rubber suits like they're off to China uh it and I uh, it just kind of, it just was like, oh yeah, that's because of that, and that was because of that, and now, oh, that's all the things. And I don't know, it just, it, it kind of left me a bit hollow. I, Warren Brown was gorgeous, the, the, <laughs> the overactive policeman. Reminded me a bit of um, Duggan from The City of Death, the uh, Tom Baker story set in Paris, written by Douglas Adams, which is... So he's like a played by Tom Shadburn, like a really great actor. Uh, he's he's like a is he from Interpol? I can't remember. He's some sort of you know European policeman, um, who you know flies through a window at one point, and then the doctor just opens the door and walks in beside him. Like he's fantastically, <laughs> insanely action packed spy, um, and. You know, and unnecessarily so, as as happens with this character. Um, uh, you know, and he's married to a, a, an astronaut. That also felt a bit weird. Like the whole, I didn't come to see you off to go into outer space. And you're like, I, I don't know that I would get over that. Um, and then the whole big, I'm sacrificing myself. No, no, it's okay. Doctor's going to materialise the TARDIS around him in the last moment before the spaceship explodes. Now, uh, there have been many people online making GIFs and memes about poor Adric, who suffered uh, an identical fate, but uh, the Doctor did not materialise the TARDIS around him. Um, And here is my theory 
uh, I know, I'm having a theory from an episode from the 80s. Uh, so... Back in, in Earthshock, which is the four-part story where Adric, the Doctor's companion, dies when he's trapped on a crashing spaceship. Now, it was established in that episode that that spaceship was hurtling backwards through time. Um, so, there's a degree of difficulty for the TARDIS. Like, this spaceship was in linear time and just crashing. Uh, whereas the one with Adric on it was hurtling backwards through time and was about to impact the planet Earth uh, and become the extinction event that destroys the dinosaurs. So, it's a fixed moment in time. It's a, you know, it's a powerful moment in time and the TARDIS probably couldn't get through to that moment because it's, it's one of those ones, you know, the Doctor's not meant to go to and so the TARDIS can't get there. Also, maybe the TARDIS doesn't like Adric. <laughs> you know, we know she's psychic. And he's a bit of a whinger. <laughs> I did have a, like, the way the Doctor and Adric fought back in the old episodes. Here's another theory. I used to think that they were in a relationship. Because, like, like, and, and Tegan was like the, the weird third wheel. <laughs> anyway, it's the, I thought they were in some sort of weird relationship uh so yes it's uh <laughs> it i anyway warren brown doesn't doesn't die uh despite his noble sacrifice and he's not even the, like i get that he goes oh it's not that hard to fly a spaceship like they they set all that up but i don't know it just it's one of, it's like orphan 55 there's so many good things in this episode and I feel I feel like again the Christmas tree has only four branches on it and they've hung uh, way too many ornaments you know they've got the 17 location ornaments they've got the spaceman ornament they've got the the whole submarine ornament they've got the ecological message ornament which is Again, the same as Orphan 55, pollution's bad. Um, and plastics, yes. And, and I think that's the other thing. Also, just, you know, I love how it's like, oh, could be autons? Oh, no, not autons. <laughs> just, oh, we've had plastic monsters before. Let's just rule them out. <laughs> um, I, But yeah, look, I enjoyed most of it. I'm going to watch it again before tomorrow's episode. And uh, I shall see how I feel about it then. Um also, by the way, we are going to get onto more of your theories tomorrow because they keep coming over the weekend about the prisoner of the Jadoon. No, the fugitive of the Jadoon, prisoner of the Jadoon, was an episode of the Sarah Jane Adventures. <laughs> I am all twisted up here today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts.
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>